welcome to the Madison Miller Podcast. Today's Monday, May 15th, 2023. Today, I'm going to recap the weekend NBA and Stanley Cup playoff games. Look ahead to a Game 7 in the NHL tonight and do some uh, post-mortems for the teams that were eliminated the last several days. Um, MLB, soccer, golf, NASCAR, idol, news and notes, and best bet. All right, we'll start with the NBA playoffs. Um, we have a couple of games to go over, and we don't have any games until um, uh, tomorrow, so that's good. Um, so we only had three games over the weekend. Friday night, Heat over the Knicks, 96-92, to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. For the third time in fourth years in the second year in a row, Jimmy Butler, 24 points. And Jalen Brunson, who was probably the best player in the series, but they lost. How often do you see that? Not very often. Um, 41 points and three assists in defeat. Lakers over the Warriors, 122-101 to 101, as they win in six games in advance to the Western Conference Finals. Their first Western Conference Finals in three years. And their first one with fans in 13 years. LeBron James had 30 points and 9 assists. Stephen Curry, 32 points and 5 assists. And then Sunday, Game 7, Celtics win big over the 76ers, 112-88. To advance to their third Eastern Conference Finals in four years to set up a rematch with the Miami Heat from last year and from the bubble. Jason Tatum, 51 points, 13 boards, 5 assists. He was easily the best player on the court. Tobias Harris led the Sixers in scoring with 19. Just a terrible performance for the 76ers in the second half in particular. And the second quarter, too. They had the good first quarter, and then they kind of fell apart in the second quarter, and it happened into the second half of the game. All right. Um, we'll, we're going to do some eulogies now. Um, we'll start with the Sixers because that's the more recent one. Um. There's no other way to around it. Their season is a big failure. Um, to me, they were finals or boss because of Embiid and uh, trading for James Harden. But I alluded to this earlier in the spring when the New York Rangers got eliminated. Sometimes adding a big-name star doesn't make a change to uh, what your team is. And I'm referring to uh, when the Rangers traded for... Vladimir Tarasenko and Patrick Kane. So in in the Rangers' case, it's two stars. And here, the same damn thing. Like, you trade for James Harden, Harden and nothing freaking changes. Like, he's not the difference maker that you thought he was. I mean, we'll get into another one that lost in the postseason um, in a second. Although he did their uh, postmortem the other day. But um, James Harden, I'm not convinced he's returning to the Sixers next year. Everyone thinks he's going to Houston to play, go back to the Rockets, which would be crazy. And I think the Rockets would be silly to do that. And I think they just are dysfunctional anyway. But at the same time, if they get Victor Wembanyama, do you really blame them for trying right away? It's like getting um, Peyton Manning. It's like getting LeBron James. That's what getting 
uh, Victor Wembanyama is going to be like. It's like the Blackhawks um, landing Bedard last week. But um, you guys know my feelings on that already. I went on a rant about it. But um, anyway, the Sixers, I think, could be in for big change this summer. They could end up blowing it up and rebuilding entirely. And maybe even just building around Maxi and even Embiid could be out the door. I mean, I think everything's on the table, and I think they're a huge wild card this summer. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Doc Rivers, I don't think, is going to be back. I think that there's a chance he ends up in Milwaukee. and That would make sense for him because he went to Marquette. And the Ringers, Bill Simmons, threw that out as a possibility after the uh, Bucks fired Mike Budenholzer. So um, I don't think Doc's going to be back. And I think the only Sixers player... I mean, I don't think any Sixer players are guaranteed to be back. And that includes Tyrese Maxey. I mean, there's, there's a world where they, um, Embiid sticks around and maybe the right star becomes available and Maxey has to be in the package. Like, what if Luka or Giannis or, um, some one of these great stars becomes available? Then you have to give up Maxey to get him. I mean... Damian Lillard even, too. I mean, would you give up Max to get Lillard? I don't know. But that's another one that could be potentially available. So the Sixers are going to be in play for some of these big-name stars. Um, But the flip side, it could go the other way. Where Embiid's like, Harden's out of here, get me out of here. And then they trade him, and then they uh, got to uh, build around Maxi. So... Interesting times lie ahead for the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, another team that lost over the weekend was the Golden State Warriors. Um, I'd say their season's a failure as well. You were the NBA champions, and a lot of people thought you were going to repeat. And even when you were a six seed, a lot of people thought you were going to repeat. But nope, you're out in the ra- second round to um, a team that literally just came together at the trade deadline. But granted... One of the best three players in NBA history is on that team. So you got to um, tip your cap to the great LeBron James. But this is a failed season for the Warriors. Um, the development of the kids. Like this is like a New York Rangers issue too. In a weird way. Except it's like the opposite. Like the Warriors stuck with their kids too much. And they didn't pan out. Meanwhile, the Rangers, their kids were a big part of them going to the conference finals last year. And this year, they stopped playing them, and they overplayed their top six. And it was a problem. This is probably worse than that, honestly, if you ask me, because those kids just haven't worked out. Jonathan Kaminga looks like a bust. Um... Moses Moody looks like a bust. James Meisman was one of the bigger busts in recent memory. Him and Marvin Bagley in terms of uh, super high lottery picks. So the Warriors um, kids really haven't worked out. And that's a big reason why that this team hasn't been able to get over the hump. And at least for this year, last year they got away with it. But... um. Those kids' trade value is probably worse than it was 
a year ago. And I think they did miss an opportunity to cash in on those assets and get a bigger asset that could have helped them this season in their quest to repeat, and they failed to do that. Um, I think the biggest guarantee going into the next season is that um, Stephen Curry isn't going anywhere, and he'll never leave the Warriors. That would be the biggest shock in history of sports if Steph Curry left the Warriors. Because we see player movement all the time, but I think Stephen Curry is the most loyal superstar we have in sports. I genuinely believe that. Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, I'm not convinced, will be Warriors next season. Especially Draymond. His antics, he punched Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole's another one I don't think... We'll be back on the team. Clay will probably be back. Although I wouldn't be shocked if he was traded or um, something. But um, Steve Kerr is an interesting one. Um, I would not be dumbfounded had he, if um, he looked at the situation and said, Hey, um, all these other jobs are open. I have a better chance at one of these teams than I do with this Warriors team, and he leaves for another job. I don't see the Warriors firing Steve Kerr. That would be ridiculous if they did because Steve Kerr has four rings. But I've seen stranger things happen. I think the Warriors um, and Steve Kerr might part ways. You never know. Um, Bob Myers, though, is the big question. Does he come back or not? He's a free agent. A lot of teams are going to be going after him. Especially some of these like dysfunctional teams that are in need of a new voice. The Brooklyn Nets come to mind. Sean Marks has not done a good job at times. Um, so I would not be shocked if um, Joe Sy, um gets rid of Sean Marks to bring in Bob Myers. So that's one that comes to mind. Um, maybe Philadelphia ownership isn't happy with Maury. Maybe they get rid of him for Bob Myers. Um, I don't see the Knicks getting rid of Leon Rose, especially um, after... Um, the year they've had, but we'll get to the Knicks in a second. Um, the Toronto Raptors, I mean, would they part ways with Masai Uhiri and Masai go somewhere else and they hired Bob Myers? Um, the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, would A-Rod be willing to uh, make a move like that? Um, maybe Mark Cuban and the Dallas Mavericks. I think that would be the best landing spot for him if... Uh, there were to make any changes. I would really um, be interested to see where Bob Myers would end up. I think the Lakers would have been in the conversation had they not um, been in this position, so similar to the Knicks in a way. Um, I don't see the Celtics doing anything crazy like that either. Um, so I wonder where he will end up, Bob Myers. And then the... Uh, the last team whose season ended over the weekend was the New York Knicks. Um, they have had 
a very successful season, in my opinion. Nobody expected the Knicks to be in the top five of the East this season, um, let alone a playoff team. I think a lot of people expected them to be in the play-in tournament, but I don't think anybody had them in the top six. I think I had them seventh in the East before the year, and then or, or eighth or ninth or something like that, and then I had them getting the eighth seed via the play-in tournament. I think that's right where I had them before the year. But they got to be proud. Jalen Brunson was one of the best free agent signings, not only in Knicks history, but in NBA history. He was just simply amazing. He's a star, but not a superstar. I think he's like on that level of star, kind of like beneath the superstars. So um, that's where I would put Brunson. Um, Julius Randle was good in the regular season, but faltered in the postseason again. I know he had an injured ankle, and some are using like some of his like defenders are using that as an excuse. But Julius Randle ain't using that as an excuse. He he played poorly. Yeah, the ankle probably had something to do with that. But he'll um good on Julius Randle for uh, not making that an excuse. Unlike Joel Embiid crying how he wants help and. Devin Booker literally not talking to the media. So, at least those two superstars actually made Julius Randle look decent. For another bad comment he made, which was, um, they wanted it more. He said that after uh, game four. But, um, two players that are clearly better than Julius Randle did worse things. Um, I think he's the most likely player traded this summer from the Knicks. Um, the answer would have been R.J. Barrett before the playoffs, and now I think it's Julius Randle, because R.J. Barrett really did make a jump in the playoffs from a production standpoint. He wasn't good in Game 6, R.J., but, um, the, uh, most of the postseason, he was really good outside of Game 6 of the Miami series and the first two games of the Cleveland series. Um, so I think R.J. Barrett is back, but I won't be shocked if he's traded as as long as what they're getting back is a superstar. Um, but yeah, just similar to Philly, except I feel pretty good about this. Um, Jalen Brunson's the only player that's guaranteed to be on this team next year, in my opinion. Um, Meanwhile, Philly, I don't think anybody's guaranteed to be back on the team. Golden State, the only person guaranteed back on the team is Curry. So I should have said, like Golden State, not really like Philly. I mean, I think the safest bet to be the most likely guy back on the Sixers is probably Embiid, but you could talk me in the maxi if Embiid demands a trade. But um, back to the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau, I think, deserves to come back. Um, I think he did a good job this season outside the Miami series. But the Miami series, Eric Spolstra is a Hall of Fame coach. Not many coaches will out-coach Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra is the best coach left in the NBA playoffs, by far. Darwin Ham's a rookie coach, but he's done a nice job. 
Joe Missoula is easily the worst coach left of the playoffs. Although he did a decent job um, over the weekend and on Thursday night. And Mike Malone's an excellent coach, but um, there were hot seat rumors about him going into the postseason. But I think that uh, he, with them in the Western Finals, he should be off the hot seat now. But yeah, Spoh's easily the best coach left of the playoffs. So I, I think Thibodeau was outcoached because of who um, was on the other side. Any other playoff series, I think he probably outcoaches Joe Missoula. He probably even outcoaches Doc Rivers, although that's even, in my opinion. Um, he probably would have outcoached Darvin Ham because Ham's a rookie. Um, he probably doesn't outcoach Steve Kerr. Um, but yeah, there's not many coaches that will outcoach Tom Thibodeau, and I think Tom Thibodeau is a top ten coach in the league. There's people calling for his job, but I think people are just doing that because um, MSG's hockey team fired its head coach last weekend, so um, or two weekends ago. So that's what had people thinking, oh, the Knicks fired Tibbs because the Rangers fired Jordan Gallant. But all in all, a very good year for the Knicks. Um, I'm wondering to see what happens. Do they trade for a star? But... I don't think that um, this same nucleus should be back. Julius Randle, I think, will be traded for somebody better or for pieces that they could package together to go get that star. So either way, Julius Randle will be a big part of uh, the Knicks' search for a superstar. He'll be the lead asset in a deal in return for, for somebody. And then the Phoenix Suns we talked about the other day. Um, and Kevin Durant's the other player that with James Harden's like you trade for him and they don't change a goddamn thing. The Suns get blown out yet again in the playoffs and you trade for Kevin Durant. I mean... I understand Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton were both out, but Chris Paul's washed up at this point in his career, and DeAndre Ayton was playing poorly in these entire playoffs. So that's ridiculous to use that as an excuse. And the way Devin Booker acted was so poorly. So I just wanted to uh, discuss that again on the podcast. All right, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, We did a lot of NBA because a lot of teams got eliminated. But we have to do a lot of hockey, too, because some teams got eliminated. Um, I'm going to rip two of them that got eliminated. But first, we have to go over results from the weekend and look ahead to a Game 7 tonight. So, Friday night, Panthers over to Maple Leafs, 3-2 in overtime. On a game winner by Nick Cousins as the Panthers advance to the conference finals. For the first time in their history, if I'm not mistaken, um... The number three started game with the overtime winner, Nick Cousins. Number two started game with the goal, Morgan Riley. Number one started game with 50 saves on 52 shots. Sergei Verbovsky owning up to that contract in a big way. Golden Knights over to Oilers, 4-3 to take a 3-2 series lead. Number three started game with three assists, Jonathan Marchstone. Number two started game with a goal and two assists, Jack Eichel. Number one started game with a goal, Riley Smith. Saturday, game six, Kraken over to Stars, 6-3 to force a game seven. Good on the Kraken. 
The number three started game with a goal and assist. Matty Beniers, number two started game with a goal and assist. Yanni Goudre, number one started game with a goal and two assists. Eli Tolvanen. Woo! That was a former Predators prospect that uh, didn't really pan out, and now he's playing well in the playoffs. Um, and then yesterday, the Golden Knights over to Oilers 5-2 to advance to the Western Conference Finals as they'll take on the winner of tonight's Game 7 between the, sh- the, uh, the Stars and the Kraken. The number three star of the game with the goal, Warren Fogeli, number two, started game with 38 saves on 40 shots. Aiden Hill in the number one started game with a hat trick. Jonathan Marchessault. Alrighty. Golden Knights back in the conference finals for the fourth time in six years in their franchise history, which is amazing, if you ask me. So they played the Winnipeg Jets once in the conference finals. Um, and they won. And then the other three... Uh, the other um, two, two, three times, or twi- two times, they lost. This would be their fourth time. They lost to Montreal in the bubble. Um, and then... Um, they lost to... Um, the Dallas Stars. No, the Dallas Stars was the bubble. So they might get a bubble rematch in the Western Finals, which would be kind of cool. And then um, they lost to Montreal in 21 in the, uh, the year that the Visions were realigned in that uh, post-COVID year. And this is their first conference finals in two years. And then they missed the playoffs the one year. And then the other year they lost to San Jose. And in the year... They made the finals. They beat Winnipeg and lost to uh, the Caps in the finals in five games. All right. Postmortems. We'll start with the New Jersey Devils. We we didn't do a Devils postmortem on the podcast on Friday, but we'll do it now. Um, the Devils' excellent season. You can't say it was a failed season for the New Jersey Devils. They had a very successful season. Wendy Ruff has to be up there for the Jack Adams Award. It has to be him or... Dave Haxtell, that's got to win. If if Jim Montgomery wins, that's ridiculous. They are playoff chokers, and um, they had a talented roster, and the, that's the reason why they won the President's Trophy. And, um, yeah, he deserves credit, but um, the Bruins were already a good team, and New Jersey and Seattle both overachieved this season. And those coaches have done better jobs than Jim Montgomery. And I'm talking about Lindy Ruff and Dave Haxtell. Um, but anyway, um, a great season for the New Jersey Devils. Um, but Lindy Ruff's not guaranteed to be back. Um, his contract's up after the season. Will the Devils extend him? Or do they notice, um, oh, maybe the Rangers are worse than we thought and Carolina exposed us? Do we just promote Andrew Burnett? I'm not going to kill the Devils if they let Lindy Ruff go and promote Andrew Burnett. But if they let Lindy Ruff go and hire one of these retreats out there, like Joel Quinville or somebody like that, then people are going to be scratching their heads. If they extend Lindy, um, he deserves it because he did a good job this year. 
So we'll see what happens with New Jersey. Um, I think that they're going to be in play for some of these uh, big free agents. Um, I think they need some depth. Um, I think that they have the assets to trade for somebody that's not happy. But there are some big free agents this year in hockey, and I think that New Jersey is going to be a desired destination now with uh, Jack Hughes' emergence into superstardom and the fact that they um, made the second round this year. So good on New Jersey. Excellent season. All right, the Leafs. Just yet another fucking failure for this franchise. And yet again, we're back to the conversation. If you add a big name, it doesn't really make a freaking difference. John Tavares, add that to the list. Patrick Kane, Vlad Tarasenko, John Tavares, James Harden, Giancarlo Stanton, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, but yeah, it doesn't change a thing about the Maple Leafs. You signed John Tavares and you're still not even making the conference finals and you lost to a team that underachieved in the regular season. Granted, they won the President's Trophy last season, but a lot of things changed with the Panthers. They traded Jonathan Huberto for Matt Kachuk, and that changed their team for the better come playoff time. And now look where the Panthers are. So I think the Leafs are going to make changes. Um, I think Austin Matthews is a free agent. Um, which is crazy. Um, so he's a free agent in 23-24. So, um, we'll see what happens with, um, with Austin Matthews. I don't think they're going to trade him. He's a franchise player. And um, I think they're going to do everything to keep him. If anything, I think the other guys are in play to get moved, including Tavares, who, are we sure he's still a superstar? He's in that same conversation as Patrick Kane for me right now. And even uh, and Vlad Tarasenko, too. He's in that conversation with those two players. Are they still superstars? Claude Giroux. I don't think he's a star anymore. Evgeny Malkin is in that conversation. I I don't think that I'm there yet with Sidney Crosby or Alex Ovechkin. Those two are um, all-timers and are still uh, superstars until we see them deteriorate. I feel the same way about LeBron and the NBA and Steph. But... John Tavares belongs in this group with like Patrick Kane and Vlad Tarasenko and Claude Giroux and um, Evgeny Malkin. There's a couple I could list on the top of my head. Are we sure they're still superstars? Um, Mitch Marner, is he a trade candidate? William Nylander? Um, I think they'll keep Morgan Riley around, but yeah, failure season for the Maple Leafs, especially with Boston losing to Florida. And now the Leafs lost to Florida. And two of those games went to overtime. The Leafs could have easily won both those games, and they could be up 3-2 in the series with a chance to close out Florida in a game six. But no. Just yet another disappointing finish to another Leafs season. And last but not least, the Edmonton Oilers. This is a, arguably a bigger failure than the Maple Leafs. 
The reality of the situation for the Oilers is that they're a two-man team. Nobody wants to hear that, but they're a two-man team. Their goalie, that was um, a finalist for the um, Calder Trophy, Stuart Skinner. That was a, uh, a McDavid product. McDavid product. He was bad in the playoffs. Jack Campbell did not own up to, did not live up to that contract. Or maybe that's the next Bravovsky pro- contract where um, he doesn't own up to the contract until later on. Like we're seeing with Bravovsky now with Florida. But you never know with uh, Jack Campbell. But um, uh, just yet another failure for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, you know those top two aren't going anywhere. But I think everything else is on the ca- on the table. Jay Woodcroft, I think there's a chance he's fired. Um, and I think there's a chance. I mean, even talk about this with the Maple Leafs. I think there's a chance that uh, Sheldon Keefe is let go. I really do. I think it's more likely Sheldon Keefe gets fired than Jay Woodcroft. But Jay Woodcroft's job has to be in question. The Oilers are a dysfunctional franchise. They've always been, and I wouldn't put him past, put it past them to do anything. I think all these Canadian franchises are dysfunctional. All of them. And Edmonton probably is the most dysfunctional of all of them, amazingly enough. And Ottawa's going through ownership change, and they've been a mess for a while. But Edmonton does dumber stuff than Ottawa. So I would not be surprised if Jay Woodcroft lost his job. What a failure for Edmonton. I know... They weren't the higher seed, but they were big favorites to beat the Golden Knights in that series, and they failed to do so. And now Vegas is back in the Western Final, as we talked about earlier in the segment. We do have a Game 7 tonight that we have to pick. 8 o'clock, ESPN, Kraken Stars. Is it true that Dallas is that big of a favorite? That's wild. The Dallas Stars should not be that big of a favorite. Listen, they're they're good. They deserve to be favored, but they shouldn't be over minus 200 in that game. That's ridiculous. Yeah, minus 210. Kraken plus 172. Over under 5.5. Over is minus 120. Under is plus 104. Kraken plus 1.5 is minus 140. Stars minus 1.5 is plus 116. Um... For this one, I'm going under 5.5 goals at plus 104. I think that Jake Ottinger and Philip Grubauer will both step up and live up to the back of their hockey cards. Game 7s are usually more tense. This is the Kraken's first Game 7. Or did they play in Game 7 in the last round? I don't... Wait, they did play a Game 7 in the last round. They, they won a Game 7 at... A, at Colorado. Yeah, they did. Never mind. It's their second game seven. The Dallas Stars. Um, They've had some experience in game sevens on their roster. But I think it's an under. Five and a half plus 104. Gunpoint Dallas wins. They're just a the better team. Ottinger I really like. He'll bounce back. Grubauer will play well too. But 
It won't be enough. I won't be shocked if this game goes to overtime. I'm excited for this one. All right, Major League Baseball. Um, we'll go over the results from the weekend and look ahead to the slate for today. All right, Friday. Reds over to Rollins, 7-4. Mariners over to Tigers, 9-2. Mets over to Nats, 3-2. Yanks over to Rays, 5-6 or 6-5. O's over to Pirates, 6-3. Braves over to... Or Blue Jays over to Braves, 3-0. Angels over to Guardians, 5-4. Cards over to Red Sox, 8-6. Cubs over to Twins, 6-2. Astros over to White Sox, 5-1. Brewers over to Royals, 5-1. Phils over to Rockies, 6-3. D-backs over to Giants, 7-5. A's over to Rangers, 9-7-10 on a walk-off home run by Brent Rooker. And the Dodgers over to Padres, 4-2. Saturday, Yanks over the Rays, 9-8. Reds over the Marlins, 6-5. Mariners over the Tigers, 5-0. Twins over the Cubs, 11-1. Blue Jays over the Braves, 5-2. Nats over the Mets, 3-2. Rangers over the Ace, 5-0. Cards over the Red Sox, 4-3. Guardians over the Angels, 8-6. O's over the Pirates, 2-0. Brewers over the Royals, 4-3. White Sox over the Astros, 3-1. Dodgers over the Padres, 4-2. D-backs over the Giants, 7-2. Phils over the Rockies, 7-4. And then Sunday... Um, well, we mentioned the Nats over the Mets game. Um, this was a suspended game from Saturday. Um, Guardians over the Angels, 4-3. Rays over the Yankees, 8-7. Pirates over the O's, 4-0. Jays over the Braves, 6-5. Marlins over the Reds, 3-1. Tigers over the Mariners, 5-3. Twins over the Cubs, 16-3. Astros over the White Sox, 4-3. Brewers over the Royals, 6-9. Rockies over the Phillies, 4-0. Rangers over the A's, 11-3. Dodgers over the Padres, 4-0. Diamondbacks over the Giants, 2-1. Mets over the Nats, 8-2. And second, technically the second game. And the cards over the Red Sox, 9-1. All right, today's games, um, not many. There's some teams with uh, game with the day off. 4 o'clock, Mets-Nats, matinee game. David Peterson and Patrick Corbin. Um, Mets minus 162, Nats plus 136, over under 9.5, minus 10 each way. Mets minus 1.5 is plus 104, Nats plus 1.5 is minus 125. Patrick Corbin, ZRA is under five. But I still think he sucks. Um, my pick for this one is going to be the full game over nine and a half at minus 110. 6.30 of the Angels at the Orioles. Um, Shoei Otani against Grayson Rodriguez. Angels minus 134, O's plus 114, over under 8, overs minus 106, unders minus 114. Angels minus 1 half is plus 126, O's plus 1 half is minus 152. I'm going with the Orioles trade up at plus 114. 7 o'clock, Yanks, Blue Jays, Johnny Burrito, and Alec Manoa. Jays minus 168, Yanks plus 142, over under 9, overs minus 122, and there's even money. Yanks plus one half is minus 142. Jays minus one half is plus 180 or plus 118. Um, so ESPN says Johnny Burrito. Um, Fandle says TBD. Um, but for this one, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays run line minus one half at plus 118. Mariners, Red Sox, George Kirby, and Tanner Houck. 
Um, Mariners minus 124, Red Sox plus 106, over on their 10. Overs minus 105, unders minus 115. Mariners minus 1F is plus 136, Red Sox plus 1F is minus 164. For this one, I'm going to go with under 4F, Red Sox runs minus 108. 7.45, Brewers, Cardinals. Freddie Peralta and Jack Flaherty. Cardinals with a big series win over the weekend to kind of see if they can get back into it. So, um, big series for them coming up. They're at home, underdog at minus 102. The Brewers are favored, minus 116, over under 8. Overs, minus 112, unders, minus 108. Um, Brewers, minus 1F is plus 140. Cards, plus 1F is minus 170. For this one, I'm going to go with the Brewers as a slight road favorite at minus 116. 8 o'clock, Braves Rangers. Charlie Morton and Cody Bradford making his season debut. Braves minus 154. Rangers plus 130 over under 9. Overs minus 120. Unders minus 102. Braves minus 1F is plus 106. Rangers plus 1F is minus 128. Um, For this one, I'm going to go with the Braves run line minus 1F at plus 106. Because the... Uh, Dilver's two Jays. It's the same for the reasons for the Blue Jays. Um, Cubs, Astros. Jamison, Tyon, Fromber, Valdez. Astros kind of turning around a little bit. Houston's minus 184. Chicago's plus 154 over under 7.5. Overs minus 115. Others minus 105. Cubs plus 1.5 is minus 132. Astros minus 1.5 is plus 110. Um, for this one, I'm going to go... With under three Cubs runs, even money. The Cubs have kind of fallen off after their good start. 830 Reds, Rockies. Hunter Green and Connor Siebold. Reds minus 120. Rockies plus 102 over under 11. Overs minus 115. Unders minus 105. Reds minus 1F is plus 116. Rockies plus 1F is minus 140. Full game under. Um, D-backs A's at 930. Merrill Kelly and Drew Rosinski. D backs minus 15. Ace plus 180 over under 9. Minus with Tiny D backs minus 1F is minus 3. Ace plus 1F is plus 108. For this one, I'm going to go with. Under 3.5 Ace runs minus 114. Royals Padres. Brad Keller, Michael Waka. Padres minus 20. Royals plus 184 over under 9, minus 10 HY. Royals plus 1 half and Padres minus 1 half is minus 10 HY as well. I'm going to go full game over, but I don't feel good about it. 945, Phil's Giants. Bailey Falter, Alex Wood. Giants minus 116, Phil's minus 102 over under 9, overs minus 105, unders minus 115. Phil's minus 1 half is plus 164, Giants plus 1 half is minus 100. Phil's favored on the run or. Yeah, the run line. Giants favored on the money line. I'm taking San Fran straight up, minus 116. And last but not least, 10 o'clock, Twins Dodgers. Pablo Lopez and Noah Syndergaard. Um, Dodgers minus 118. Uh, Twins even money over under 8.5. Overs minus 122. Others even money. Twins minus 1.5 is plus 150. Dodgers plus 1.5 is minus 182. Um, I'm going to go with the Twins at even money. To win outright. All right, now move on to soccer. Um, going over the 
results from the weekend of notable things going on. And we do have some soccer going on today as well. Um, we'll start with the English Premier League. Saturday, Leeds and Newcastle 2-2 draw. Austin Villa over Tottenham 2-1. Chelsea, Nottingham Forest 2-2 draw. Crystal Palace over Bournemouth 2-0. Man United over Wolves 2-0. Fulham over Southampton 2-0. Sunday, Brentford over West Ham 2-0. Man City over Everton 3-0. Brighton over Arsenal 3-0. 3 o'clock today, you have Leicester and Liverpool. Um, I expect Liverpool to be big favorites. Yeah, minus 165, Leicester's 4-1, to one, draws plus 340. Um, for this one, I'm going to go over 3.5 goals at plus 118. All right, La Liga. Mallorca over Cadiz, 1-0. Friday, Saturday, Real Sociedad and Girona to, to draw. Osasuna over Almeria, 3-1. Villarreal over Athletic, 5-1. Real Madrid over Getafe, 1-0. Sunday, Valencia over Celta Vigo, 2-1. Elke over Atletico, 1-0. Sevilla over Valladolid, 3-0. Barcelona over Espanyol, 4-2. All right, today at 3 o'clock, you have Petit and Rayo. Um... Batista's plus 105, Rayo's plus 260, drops plus 230. I'm going to go with the draw at plus 230. Serie A from the weekend, Friday. Lazio and Lecce, 2-2 draw. Saturday, Selnaritana over Adelada, 1-0. Spezia over Milan, 2-0. Inter Milan over Sassuolo, 4-2. And Sunday, Torino over Verona, 1-0. Fiorentina over Udinese, 2-0. Monza over Napoli, 2-0. Bologna, AS Roma, 0-0 draw. Juventus over Cremonese, 2-0. And then today, 2.45, you have Sampdoria and Empoli. Um, Empoli plus 120, Sampdoria plus 230, draw plus 230. For this one, I'm going to go with Empoli on the road at plus 120. So UEFA's back tomorrow. MLS from the weekend. Um, Saturday. Chicago over St. Louis, 1-0. Charlotte over Atlanta, 3-1. CF Montreal over Toronto, 2-0. Columbus, Orlando, 2-2 draw. D.C. United, Nashville, 1-1 draw. Miami over New England, 2-1. Red Bulls over NYCFC, 1-0. Dallas over Austin, 1-0. Seattle over Houston, 1-0. Kansas City over Minnesota, 3-0. Philly over Colorado, 2-1. LAFC over Salt Lake, 3-0. Portland over Vancouver, 3-1. And then Sunday, the Galaxy over San Jose, 2-1. We have MLS on Wednesday, so we got to remember that for the Wednesday podcast. Um, the Women's Soccer League, Friday, Louisville over Chicago 3-0, Houston over Portland 2-1. Saturday, Washington over Angel City 1-0. And then Sunday, North Carolina over All Rain 1-0. Gotham, Orlando 0-0. Draw San Diego over Kansas City 2-0. Um, Liga MX, Saturday, Monterey over Santos 2-0. They advanced 2-0 on aggregate. Now second leg. And the second leg, um, Athletic San Luis over America 2-1. But America advances 4-3 on aggregate. All right. Sunday, second legs. Toluca over Tigres 3-1. But Tigres, UANL advances 5-4 on aggregate. And second leg, um, Guadalajara over Atlas 1-0. Aggregates 1-1. But 
but Guadalajara advanced for being the higher seed. So no Mexican Liga until Wednesday. All right, Bundesliga, Friday. Colonia over Hertha, 5-2. Saturday, Union Berlin over Freiburg, 4-2. Bayern over Schalke, 6-0. Frankfurt over Mainz, 3-0. Bochum over Augsburg, 3-2. Wolfsburg over Hoffenheim, 2-1. Dortmund over Gladbach, 5-2. Sunday, Stuttgart, Leverkusen, 1-1 draw. RP Leipzig over Bremen, 2-1. We already did Serie A in La Liga. French League, Friday, Lens over Reims, 2-1. Saturday, Strasbourg over Nice 2-0. PSG over AC Ajaccio 5-0. Sunday, Clermont Foot over Lyon 2-1. Brest over Auxerre 1-0. Montpellier Laurent 1-1 draw. Rennes over Troyes 4-0. Toulouse Nantes 0-0 draw. Monaco Lille 0-0 draw. Marseille over Angers 3-1. And then... Um... English League Championship Saturday. Sunderland over Luton 2-1 first leg. And then Sunday, Coventry Borough 0-0 draw first leg. ELC resumes Tuesday. And then the Dutch era devise. Friday. FC Twente over NEC 4-0. Saturday, FC Voldendam over Sparta 2-1. Here in Phoenix, Glazier, 0-0 draw. FC Utrecht over RKC, Waldwick, 2-0. And then Sunday, Vitesse over Camber, 2-0. Feyenoord over the Go-Ahead Eagles, 3-0. AC Alkmaar over Emmen, 5-1. PSV over Fortuna, 2-1. We have games on Tuesday coming up, so that is very interesting in that league. All right, now I'll move on to golf. Um... Uh, the results from the AT&T Byron Nelson, which is the tune-up for the P- uh, PGA Championship for some of these guys. Your winner with the score of 23-under, Jason Day. Tied for second with 22-under, Austin Eckroot and Saibu Kim. Fourth with 21-under, C.T. Pond. Tied for fifth with 20-under, Tyrell Hatton, Scotty Scheffler, and Tachang Du. Tied for 8th with 19 under Adam Scott, Victor Norman, and my pick of Ryan Palmer. Tied for 11th with 18 under Kevin Tway, Richie Renske, and Stefan Yanger. Tied for 14th with 17 under Mackenzie Hughes, um, Carson Young, Peter Kust, Bianganon, and Sangoon Kang. Tied for 19th with 16 under, um, Seamus Power, Joseph Rimlet, Scott Piercy, Doug Gim. Tied for 23rd with 15 under, Alex Baddeley, Christian Ziedenhout, Nate Lashley, Hideki Matsuyama, um, Trevor Cohn, Brandon Wu, Eric Cole. Tied for 30th with 14 under, Pat Gazier, Doc Redman, Matthew Neesmith, and Grayson Higo. Tied for 34th with 13 under, Henrik Norlander, Stuart Sink, Luke List, Tom Kim, um, Adam Hadwin, Scott Stevens, Augusto Nunez, Martin Lair, and Tanner Guinea. Tied for 43rd with 12 under. Sangmoon Bay, Matt Kuchar, Sodi Kudiara, Jonathan Bird, Taylor Hogue, Robbie Shelton, Justin Lauer. Tied for 50th with 11 under. Uh, pretty decent sized tie. Um, 
James Hahn, Chris Stroud, Camp Champ, Chad Ramey, Aaron Weiss, Adam Wonk, Esalanzo Goya, Sean O'Hare, Scott Harrington, Kyungu Lee, Taylor Montgomery, Ryan Moore, Sungu Kim, and Harrison Endicott. Tied for 64th with Town there, Robert Brown, William McGirt, and Parker Cootie. Um, now we're going to go through notables. Tied for 67th with 9 under Andrew Novak, Robert Strapp, tied for 70th with 8 under Will Gordon, Joaquin Herman, Davis Thompson, tied for 74th with 7 under Sengil No, Jimmy Walker, tied for 77th with 6 under Bryce Garnett, tied for 79th with 4 under Vincent Whaley, Kelly Kraft, Roger Sloan, Lucas Glover, tied for 83rd with 3 under Harry Hall and Brent Grant, and among those cut, Austin Cook, Grayson Teague, Charlie Hoffman, Davis Lipsky, Adam Shank, Matthias Schwab, Kevin Roy, David Riley, Dylan Fertelli, Dylan Wu, Michael Gilgic, Ryan Moore, Ben Griffin, DJ Trent, Matt McNeely, Tyson Alexander, Aaron Ray, Austin Smother, and Bo Van Pelt, Russell Knox, um, Trey Molinax, Scott Brown, Kevin Stradler, Jason Henley, JJ Colleen, Evan Van Royen, Kyle Stanley, Tyler Duggan, Scott Stallings, Wesley Bryan, Harry Higgs, Cam Percy, Matt Trainer, Nate Watney, Max McGreevy, Jason Duffner, Kramer Hickok, Kevin Westmoreland, MJ Dolphe, Matthias Schmid, um, Ben Crean, Andrew Landry, DA Points, Trey Merritt. And now move on to NASCAR. Um, we'll go over the results from the weekend. We'll start with the trucks from Darlington. Your winner is Christian X coming in second. Sir Friesen, third, Tanner Gray, fourth, William Byron, fifth, Carson Hosvar, sixth, Roger Carruth, seventh, Bubba Wallace, eighth, Corey Heim, ninth, Dean Thompson, and tenth, Caden Honeycutt, the rest, um, Nick Sanchez, Matt Crafton, Ross Chastain, Grant Effinger, Tanner Ankrum, Corey LaJoy, Carson, or Colby Howard, Ben Rhodes, Daniel Dye, Haley Deegan, Tanner Gray, Zane Smith, Brett Holmes, um, Timmy Hill, Matt DiMendetto, Jake Garcia, um, Ryan Vargas, Johnny Sauter, Chris Wright, Lawless Allen, Ty Majeski, Chase Purdy, Spencer Boyd, Parker Kligerman, Dawson Cram, and Brennan Poole. Xfinity from Darlington. Your winner, Kyle Larson. Coming in second, Justin Alger. Third, Cole Custer. Fourth, Austin Hill. Fifth, John Aldermanichak. Sixth, Carson Osfar. Seventh, Josh Berry. Eighth, Sam Meyer. Ninth, Kaz Grella. Tenth, Corey Heim. The rest. Sammy Smith, Jeb Burton, Parker Kligerman, Jeremy Clements, Anthony Alfredo, Daniel Hemrick. Josh Williams, Ross Chastain, um, Ty Dillon, Brett Moffitt, Parker Emerling, Stefan Parsons, Brennan Poole, Parker Redslash, Sheldon Creed, Jeffrey Earnhardt, Ryan Sieg, Matt Mills, Greg Golding, Kyle Sieg, Sage Karam, Joe Graff Jr., Ryan Ellis, Brandon Jones, Ryan Truex, Chandler Smith, Blaine Perkins, and Riley Herbst. And the Cup Series from Darlington. 
winning the race. William Byron. So that's a uh, surprise-ish winner. Second, Kevin Harvick. Third, Chase Elliott. Fourth, Brad Kozlowski. Fifth, Bubba Wallace. Sixth, Harrison Burton. Seventh, Kyle Busch. Eighth, Justin Haley. Ninth, Ryan Blaney. Tenth, Chris Boucher. The rest, Todd Gilliland. Denny Hamlin. Ricky Sanders Jr. Chris Bell. Ryan Priest. Ty Gibbs. Chase Briscoe. Joey Logano. Austin Sindrick. Kyle Larson. Um, Eric Alamarola. Um, Tyler Reddick. AJ Allmendinger, Corey LaJoy, Eric Jones, Noah Gragson, Ty Dillon, Ryan Newman, Ross Chastain, Josh Berry, Martin Trixner, BJ McClayhead, Michael McDowell, Daniel Suarez, Austin Dillon, and Brendan Poole. All right, American Idol. Um, it was an interesting show last night with the Disney show. We will recap it. Um, so the mentor... For this episode with Sophia Carson. Um, opening the show. The top five performed with Sarah Bareilles. When you wish upon a star from Pinocchio. Which was really awesome to see. Round one. And the irony here is that they went in the same order. Um, Weani went first. And she performed Incident Unknown from Frozen 2. I thought she was outstanding. Her dress was beautiful. Second was Zachariah Smith. He performed I Just Can't Wait to Be King from The Lion King. I didn't like this performance. I thought it was too uh, too kiddish for him. Colin Staug performed Real Gone from Cars. I thought he did a nice job. Megan Danielle performed You Can't Stop the Girl from Melissa Fint, Mistress of Eagle. Evil. So, um... That performance was really good. And then, of course, Ian Tongi performing Lava from Lava, which was really, really good. Round two, Weonni performed The Climb from the Hannah Montana movie by Miley Cyrus. I thought that was the best performance of the night. She was outstanding. And then Halle Bailey, who is the actress in the new Little Mermaid movie playing Ariel, she performed Part of Your World. I thought she was really good. Zachariah went next. He performed Life is a Highway from Cars. He was much better in that performance than he was with the Lion King performance. Colin performed Nobody Knows from Pete's Dragon. I thought he was really good in that performance. Um, Megan Danielle performed Carry Me With You from Onward. She was outstanding. Naniam Tongi performed Father and Son from Guardians of the Galaxy. And that was outstanding as well. All right, your top three. Colin Stout, Megan Danielle, and Ian Tongi. Congrats to those three. Um, you knew Ian was getting in. That was a no-brainer. The question was, who were the other two going to be? Um, I had a feeling Megan Danielle was going to sneak in there. And she was... Really, really good last night, and she's improved as the season's gone on. And then Colin got in over Wiani, which is where I disagree. I thought Wiani belonged, but um, I guess the um, the voters like Colin just a little more. And then Zachariah, I knew Zachariah was going home. It was the question as um who um who was joining him, in going home for good. 
But Ian, Megan, and Colin is your top three. Tonight they have an episode. It's the uh, the road to the finale. Um, and um, I think it's just going to be a one-hour show talking about each, each contestant. Maybe one um, performance. Who knows? But the finale's loaded. Three-hour show next week. A ton of big names in it. As Ryan revealed on last night's show. So, if we have time on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about the journey to the finale episode. If not, we'll talk about it. On Friday. Now we'll move on to the news and notes for today. Um... This is going to be about as rapid fire as news and notes can ever get. Um, so, um, doesn't matter where we're actually going to start. Um, so, um, very quickly, um, Hart Trophy finalists, Connor McDavid, David Pasternak, and Matt Kachuk, well-deserved. McDavid's going to win it, though, um. So, Eli Manning, there was a video of him drinking from the Stanley Cup. So, that's really funny. Um, so, um, Doc Rivers with an uh, interesting quote um, after Monty Williams is firing. firing um, Don't win coach of the year. That's funny. Joel Embiid, we talked about his uh, we can't win alone quote already. That was ridiculous. And then Damian Lillard was confused. He retweeted that. Um, and then Joel Embiid was quoting Giannis after the game, which was ridiculous. Um, Draymond Green came out with the podcast after the Warriors were eliminated. Just coming down now, the Bucks are eyeing Monty Williams. Um, that's not surprising. All the teams that don't have coaches will be eyeing him. It's like he's the top prize. And then the Bucks also interviewed former Warriors coach and current ESPN analyst Mark Jackson, which that would not be a good hire. Um, James Harden, short answer on his relationship with Doc Rivers. Our relationship is okay. What does okay mean? Um, mediocre? It's not bad? Shaky? Also, candidates for the Suns job are Mike Budenholzer and Nick Nurse. Imagine if uh, Budenholzer was coaching the Suns and Monty was coaching Milwaukee. That was like a trade. Um, Bob Myers torn about future. Not surprised. Um, the Suns are also pursuing Tyron Lue from the Clippers. That'd be really crazy. Um, John Morant. Um, we, this has to be addressed. He was yet again seen on Instagram Live with a gun. Did this guy not learn? Did he not freaking learn his lesson? This is very disappointing. Um, as 
He was suspended from all team activities pending league review after he allegedly flashed a gun on Instagram Live. Very disappointing. And the Grizzlies got to be um, just absolutely appalled and disgusted with his behavior. It's like the rehab never freaking helped them. This guy obviously needs help. He's hanging out with the wrong people. He's immature. He's not a leader. Hey, maybe if the Grizzlies has had an adult in the room, maybe John Morant wouldn't be doing this kinds of crap. So, very disappointing from someone that's a superstar. And hopefully he gets help. And he's obviously going to be suspended to start next season. If I have an early bet that I want to make is whatever the odds are of the Grizzlies not making the postseason next year. Just throwing that out there for the early uh, future they might bet on. That might work itself into the uh, portfolio come the fall. Jason Tatum was having fun in Game 7 with his 51 points as he had 38. He was trash-talking. He said, this is my shit. And Ben Simmons got very cozy watching his old team lose in Game 7. As he posted on social. And then Dwight Howard trolled Chris Paul. As he's recruiting him to Taiwan. Um... Anthony Edwards says he's chasing his boy MJ. He wants to be the best shooting guard of all time. Yeah, good luck with that. The Warriors are optimistic that they can keep Draymond Green if he opts out of the final year of his deal. And then the Warriors are hesitant to trade Jordan Poole, according to Shams. And Draymond says he wants to be a Warrior. Um, We talked about um, the Suns firing Monty Williams, which was ridiculous. And um, how um, I really think Matt Ishbia, the new owner, is just impatient. I think that was a big overreaction to them losing game six. And I think he overreacted to them losing the other game six as well at Dallas. And that's why um, I feel he made that change. And then... Uh, and the Suns also fired an executive and two scouts. And then Chris Paul says, I'm not the GM we'll see in terms of whether he'll return to the Suns or not. Um, and then the Suns are also seeking a younger long-term replacement for CP3, including Fred Van Vliet and Terry Rozier. The former makes more sense than the latter. The Suns to explore DeAndre Ayton trade and... Aiton says, I love Phoenix, and he talks about blocking outside noise during exit interview. Um, Josh Hart's wife had twins as he almost missed game six. Nick's guard, Evan Fournier, expects to be traded. He said he would be very surprised if he's not dealt in the offseason. And this is just immature of Nick's fans. Um, Nick's fans outside the garden were not happy with Julius Randle's performance. As they stomp his rant, the poster outside MSG. That's ridiculous. That 
is losers. Those are spoiled brats. You don't do that. Yeah, it's okay to be upset with the player on your team's performance, but you don't go out and tear up property. Like, that's not nice. I wouldn't do that if I were a fan. Well, I am a fan of the Knicks, but I, that's not something I would do. Andrew Wiggins, after speculation, he's going to miss Game 6, played in Game 6. Um, there was a brawl in the uh, Philly Rockies game yesterday. Um, Bryce Harper had to be held back, and he said some nasty things to the Rockies. It looked like he said something about, you're a trash organization. Um, Lars Newtbar gets emotional during an interview after realizing... His mom was live on the other end as he's surprised Noop as she surprised Noop Bar. Um Joe Musgrove says that we can beat the Dodgers. He goes tired of hearing that shit. Um Aaron Judge almost hit a game tying home run yesterday with two outs in the ninth. And the Tampa pitcher thought he it was out. I thought it was out based on the pitch reaction alone. I saw the, the closer on the Rays make that reaction. I'm like, oh, the Yankees just tied the game. They're going to win the series against the Rays. But nope. The uh, the outfielder catches the ball at the warning track and Judge misses a game-tying home run by inches. Drew Rasmussen to the 60-day DL with a elbow injury. Um, brutal injury. Looks like he's going to be out for the year. He was a big part of the race starting great to the year. And if you were to bet on somebody to win the AL East, that's not the race. Now's the time to do it. Or the time to do it was when the race were um, undefeated and minus 145 to win the East. You got to do it now before uh, the odds get crazier. Um, Ryan Feltner of the Rockies was hit in the head by a line drive during Saturday's game against the Phillies, and he has a skull fracture. That's not good. Hopefully he gets well soon. Um, Yuri Perez threw a gem in his MLB debut, became the youngest player with seven strikeouts in a big league debut since David Clyde in 1973. Um, El Clasico at AT&T Stadium. Barcelona against Real Madrid is coming to Arlington on July 29th, so that's pretty cool. Um... Ex-Duke signee McKenzie Mbako goes to Indiana as he picks them over Kansas, among others. Um, The Commanders were officially sold to the Josh Harris group, including Magic Johnson. Um, That's great news for football fans, the Commanders, the league. Very happy for them. I trust that group a lot. And then uh, Magic's very happy about it. The Browns acquires the Darius Smith from the Vikings as they send Minnesota 2024 fifth to 2025 fifth. As they also get back a 25 sixth and a 25 seventh. So I think the better end of the trade um, was for Cleveland. They get a pass rusher. He was still pretty good. 
Um, the Vikings are willing to hold on to Dalvin Cook's $14 million cap hit until they figure out his future. Um, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers are reworking um, the contract, so that's good. Um, the hottest ticket right now is the Patriots home opener, which is the return of Tom Brady, as they're going to be honoring him. It's against the Eagles. Most of inspect in most expensive ticket of the season, with an average price of eight hundred and seven dollars. Hertz gets a master's degree from Oklahoma, so that's pretty cool. Um, Gibbs shuts down the draft critics as he doesn't care about being a reach at twelve overall. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Well, I'm sorry, it's not an opinion; it's a fucking fact that he was overdrafted. Um. It's a fact that he was overdrafted. It's a rare instance where he thinks an opinion, but no, it's really a freaking fact. You were overdrafted. Everybody and their mother knew it. And what the Lions should have did was kept the pick and taken Bijan Robinson. That's a better outcome. Yeah, the um people would have criticized that too, but Bijan Robinson is more likely to be a Pro Bowl player that helps you um potentially go to a Super Bowl. Then Gibbs at 12. I know they got stuff back for that, but B. John Robinson's better than Jameer Gibbs, and Gibbs should have been a second-round pick. Um, Javante Williams expected back by campus. Champagne says that uh, the rehab is going very well, and he should be ready for the start of training him. Yeah, the Broncos really do need him back. He was a His injury really... Um, Screwed things up for them last year. All right, last but not least, my best bet of the day brought to you by FanDuel. Um, I know it was a long show today. A lot of postmortems that we had to uh, go over as well. Um, but today's best bet, I'm actually going to go to soccer again because there wasn't really anything that I liked in baseball. I'm going to go with Empley at plus 120 for a, a unit against... Sampdoria. So one unit on Empley plus 120 against Sampdoria. All right, so that's it for the show. I'll be back tomorrow recapping everything, looking at everything tomorrow as well. Hope you guys have a wonderful day, everyone.